This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. We've got NFL and a little NBA news. Some of the historic kind falling from the sky. It's a lot going on. You get a head coach. You get a head coach. You get a head coach. Texans have a guy. Denver has a guy. Tom Brady, we'll hit this in just a second, is retiring again. Even LeBron's doing some historic stuff in the lead-up to the most historic thing, arguably, you can do in the NBA. So here's what we've done. And Aaron Rodgers is feeling all the feels. I don't know what's happening. Cool, bro. Good story. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to clear the decks. We're going we're gonna to wipe the slate clean. No guests today. Try to get rid of buy or sell, but somebody, I'm not saying Tom DeCelestino, threw a fit. Crying, banging their fists on the ground. It's a whole deal. So we'll do buy or sell. But we'll get into so much NFL news and a little bit of this LeBron information over the course of the show. And if you want to you know, weigh in on all the manifestations and questions that come from the news over the last 24 hours since we were last on the air, we got you. You want to talk about whether or not D'Amico Ryans is the better hire than Sean Payton. 855-2124-CBS. I think it's possible. You want to talk about whether or not the job he took with the Texans, is the better gig than the one Sean Payton took with the Denver Broncos. We got you at Sportswriter, Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. You want to defend Aaron Rodgers' honor and his frustration. The Packers would deign to have conversations without his written pre-approval the way that some of you did the Eagles. I get it. We got you. Same way, 855-212-4CBS, Twitter, Sportswriter, Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R, or if you want to come in at kind of indirect, you want to be a little passive-aggressive, you want to pull an Aaron Rodgers, or whatever, uh, at D-Cell CBS is a way that, that you can do that. I like Tom Brady. Didn't think I would. Two, three, four years ago. Not sure there are many all-time greats at that level 
forget all-time greats. He is arguably the greatest athlete in American sports history, in the history of sports. And I'm not sure how many of those guys are relatable to a degree when they're still playing, in this case, retiring again. Jordan's on the list. Can't relate to Michael Jordan. Maybe because I was a kid, larger than life. Muhammad Ali, for me, he's probably not number one, but he's on that list. But because I'm not old enough to remember Muhammad Ali, it has the tinge of history that wasn't lived by me, right? The difference between whatever our shared experiences are and reading about World War II, those of us that weren't around for it. Tiger Woods is, is on the list. And I think had he not gone the way that he went physically and his career at the end, maybe would top it. That is a shared experience for for all of us. But again, Tiger is someone who just feels like a a, a level apart from from most of us. And Brady used to feel that way. But the breakup with the Patriots that preceded the breakup publicly with his wife and relating to real-life stuff as he grappled with his career, a different career than most of us, all of us, anybody has ever had, sure, And the way in which he pushed back time, not to be super cheesy, but lived the American dream, like literally did something, played quarterback in the NFL at the highest level, years and years and years after you're supposed to. Last person from his draft class, by the way, to retire. Last guy to do it was four years ago, 2019, from that draft class. And then just all of a sudden he got what you're going to get, old really quickly. All of that is the context for me a guy that I couldn't stand, that I could kind of relate to, that's the best I've ever seen do it. When I woke up this morning, and for me this is my process, got my cup of coffee, went to open my phone, had some weird alarm signal from D-Cell, where I was like, oh God, he's angry, he's not talking enough on the air again. I'm going to have to have one another one of these conversations. And then the video of Tom Brady sitting on what appears to be a windy beach, there are going to be some tears. This is on, on the social media. There's going to be some jokes. And here is, let's play it for you if you've missed it. This is Tom Brady letting all of us know his days playing football are finally behind him. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time. So when I woke up this morning, I figured... I just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, Thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. I mean, that's a hell of a goodbye. It's funny. I used it up last year. I can't be do the emotional essay thing. It's poignant, and it's the right time. And I think, Tom, we said on, on this show, I said on this show a month ago or two months ago, whenever it was, I can't remember. It was time. It was, it was time, time to move on. You, you can't hold on forever. And there's a lot to unpack in in Brady's second retirement. The first thing is, maybe we unpack it and we move on from it fairly quickly. I'll ask the guys about this in 15 or 20 minutes, is the snark factor. Here we go again. We already went through this a year ago. Put it aside. 
Hard to give up something you love. Hard to give up something that has defined your entire life. The other reality, and this is obvious, so let me just say it because you know it and we all know it, but it's worth repeating. He's the greatest in the history of the sport at the position that is the most important in the history of the sport. Nobody's won at the level that he has. And not that it would matter if the stats that he accumulated, if the championships and the victories that he accumulated came in dominating fashion. But some of the comebacks, man, some of the steely-eyed realities best encapsulated, but certainly not limited to that 28-3 deficit that is a marker engraved forever and what it means to be a, a GOAT, and for the Falcons and its fan base what it means to be in perpetual pain and regret forever. That comeback, the drives, the two-point conversions. I mean, the guy wasn't just incredible. He was incredible under the most serious duress. Again and again and again. Best quarterback of all time. I think he's the best football player of all time. I know that becomes a semantical argument, but he plays a position where it's the most impactful. And again, I think between him and Jordan for now, and I suppose in five days we'll have a LeBron conversation, but... Best athlete, I think, in in the history of the sport. Tiger, Muhammad Ali, whoever I'm missing. But the other reality here, by the way, the New York Times, the New York Times sent out a news alert on this. It transcends sports. But it's also true, not only was it time for him to go, and we can presume but don't know the physical pain that he's in at his age and his understanding of his deteriorating level and whatever impact, and maybe there's zero, I don't really know the dissolution of his marriage under the context and the pressure and the speculation and his own comments about how his return from retirement impacted that. And what it must feel like to be so good that you can put your fingers on the scale of something as heavy as NFL greatness and again and again push it to your side. All of that, I'm sure, is, is difficult to deal with when that goes away. But there also weren't a lot of choices. Tom Brady is not the only person who made a choice about his future in the last few days, last week. So did the National Football League. It is a cutthroat, brutal, you give me what I need now or you have no value to me sport. Something Aaron Rodgers doesn't understand as he complains to Pat McAfee. I don't know what's going on. We'll get into it later. We'll get into it a second. Tom Brady stepped away because Tom Brady decided to step away. Tom Brady also stepped away because the thing that made him so great, the ability in the most competitive sport on the face of the planet to be able to dominate something you shouldn't be able to dominate again and again and again, that power went away. And teams made decisions along those lines. The Dolphins always made the most sense. And we know this because of the reporting that he thought it made sense before he went back to Tampa Bay this year, place he wanted to go. And they have recommitted to Tua Tagovailoa. Reporting was clear. Wasn't going to be Miami. That wasn't going to be a landing spot for Tom Brady. That is one franchise closing the door on the greatest of all time, saying to themselves in their own internal deliberations, in their own decision-making, no more. No. It doesn't fit for us. The 49ers were a really, really interesting fit. Maybe a better fit. Because we just saw, certainly the recency bias of it, the offensive weapons they have, and the defense they have, and the fact that if they had a quarterback who could just literally throw a football, literally, maybe they had a fighting chance. Certainly they would have had a fight in them against the Eagles in the NFC Championship game. And they said no. The reporting that came out, and I think this Brady decision is 100% linked to that, the decisions that came out was we're going to go with Purdy and we're going to go with Lance. Brock Purdy, Trey Lance, we're going to go that direction. All across the National Football League, 
teams were making the decision. Brady wasn't for them. And that is, I think, particularly telling, not just to us, but to Tom Brady, given the fact that the last time a coach who should have known better said no to Tom Brady, coaches plural, it cost them a Super Bowl. Bill Belichick's the obvious answer, and it's the true answer. Bill Belichick made a very reasonable decision. The guy's in his 40s. He's trailing off. I would imagine internally, because of the friction between them, Brady gave off a vibe to Belichick of not being into the game, that Belichick misinterpreted that when it was really just Brady not being into the coach, into Bill Belichick, and that cost Bill Belichick a championship. It, it certainly meant that he watched, obviously, Tom Brady win one in Tampa Bay. Remember, Brady wanted to go to the Niners, too, and Kyle Shanahan said, said we're good, and they didn't win one. And in the National Football League, going back to my time covering a long time ago and the sources I still have, and just normal human nature, the reality of it, the most terrifying thing, it's really true in professional sports, that exists for decision makers, coaches, GMs, is to get something egregiously wrong. Clearly make a mistake. Mistakes happen all the time, but the ones that really stick with you, those are the ones that'll get you. The ones that can define a time. And pass it on Tom Brady, that is something that defined every NFL franchise when he came out until the Patriots snagged him in the sixth round. It defines Bill Belichick amazingly as much as all the rings Belichick won because one ring got away. That's the way the NFL works. And to a degree, it defines the Niners if Kyle Shanahan never wins the Super Bowl and can't find a quarterback. The fact that in that context and that pressure and that, hey, there's a lesson here, that the NFL still closed its doors to Tom Brady probably told Tom Brady everything he needed to know about where he was in his career. The guy is the greatest in the history of the sport. And there are worse ways than you can leave the game at 40, I can't even keep track. Is he 46 years old, Tom? 45. At 45 years old, having a lackluster season, but still upright, still throwing the football, still sort of playing playoff football, kind of. I mean, it was, kind of. I mean, it was, but... It's not the worst way to go. It's not the worst way to go. What the guy did in New England, hell, what the guy did for that for that season in Tampa Bay where they won it, where they went on the road, where he went on the road against a still-informed MVP, Aaron Rodgers, and won at Lambeau, and then beat a Chiefs team that everybody, myself included, everybody thought were going to wipe the floor at Tampa Bay. Tom Brady deserves his, what is it, Bogus' uh, expression? That is not his, he just uses it because it's a good one. He deserves his flowers, he deserves his bow, and he deserves to leave the game not, and I mean this literally, not as a joke, not on a stretcher, not limping off, not under the weight of somebody else, not under the humiliation that comes with so many guys who hang on. I'm glad he stepped away. Greatest of all time, deserves the accolades, deserves all the praise, it's the right decision, the guy could not perform at the level he needed to anymore. And it was only going to be a fast and brutal deterioration. What we saw last year in Tampa Bay from Tom Brady, that, you know, it's kind of ugly, right? It's kind of like, like it's like watching somebody you really like embarrass themselves, kind of. That was going to increase dramatically. It, if he couldn't let go now, he wasn't going to let go in time. Good for the GOAT. Good for him. Godspeed. Joy retirement. And this is a sport that's about now. It's about what's next. And now Patrick Mahomes steps into that void. Because now it's Mahomes chasing Brady. It is. 
may not get there, may not get close, the way that LeBron was chasing, and still is, about to catch up, Michael. It's another interesting part of this baton handoff. The moment Brady sits on a beach and says goodbye, somewhere Patrick Mahomes is working on his ankle, trying to put together a similar kind of career. Ain't the NFL something. Uh, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. All right, we're going to get with, with Bogish, who hates Tom Brady, and we're going to get with Diesel, who is in a great mood because we, we reinstated um, by ourselves. So he gets to have a segment. He gets his flowers too. We'll get each of their takes on Brady's retirement, and we'll talk some more about how how you're supposed to feel about a guy that retires and unretires at a time where it feels unreliable and why this is final. Well, I think it's truly final next year on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. I'll go back into the show. That, uh, that rejoin was compliments of one of our listeners, right? Is it Ducky Hines? You can talk, Tom. I, I'm not, you know, I'm paying rent up there. Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize how much anger was in my voice there uh, when I listened back to it. I was, uh, there's a little truth in that. That is your general tone <laughs> on a fairly regular basis, <laughs> pal. That's funny. Good to know. Uh, welcome, yeah, welcome back into the show. Uh, Bill Ryder with you. Uh, Tom Brady's retired. Apparently, so is Andrew Bogish. I don't, I don't, I don't know where he is. Um... Okay, so so my first sort of reaction, because obviously when I saw the announcement at 5, I think it came out at 5.08 Pacific time this morning. Is that right? Or 5.08, I think, is in that range. I was awake, drinking some coffee, coffee number two. Um, I saw him on the beach. You knew, right? He's not, I mean, it would be amazing, though, amazing flex. If he's just like, hey, guys, I just want to tell you that I'm having a great vacation. And I caught a marlin on a boat yesterday. <laughs> I knew, and my first reaction, if I'm being honest, part of the tug of how I felt, right, the knee-jerk reaction was, oh, here we go again, I'm supposed to get all up, you know, I just went through this, and then I watched the video and I was, I was feeling I was feeling for the guy. Are, are people allowed to roll their eyes, given the fact this is the second retirement in a year, Tom, or is that a little too um, harsh? I think the way he did it the second time around, I don't think as many people are rolling their eyes right now. I think he did a very nice job sitting on the beach, less than 60-second social media video, got right to the point. 
I think he did a nice job with it. I don't think there's as many eye rolls as there would have been if there was an essay, a, a, a produced video for social media. I don't see it this time. The other thing that struck me that is none of my business and probably not particularly germane to what we do here on CBS Sports Radio and unfair, but it, 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 it is an overwhelming thought in my brain, so I'm going to just say it. I'm going to expunge it. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Is, and again, marriages are a lot more complicated than we know, and it's none of my business, but it definitely occurred to me, like, if this guy's marriage, and I don't know if it's true, if it really came to an end, and significantly, a significant part of its of its end was that he that he went an extra season. That feels like a bitter pill to swallow, doesn't it? Oh, hi, Andrew. Oh, hey, Bill. I mean, the guy's marriage ended during the football season. Presumably, reportedly, I'm not sure I believe any of it, but in connection with his decision to go back to football. So this guy, I mean, that's a that's a lot of stuff this guy is grappling with today. There's a lot of emotion, and I mean, towards the end of that one-minute video, you heard it in his voice. He got a little trembly there. Like, he's sad he's leaving the game. I think there's a lot of stuff outside of football going on in his life. I, I think you heard it, and I think it was all genuine. That's why I don't think there's that vitriol towards this second retirement. All right, I agree. However, like, I did not roll my eyes, but... All right, you're going to thank your the fans and and you're going to you're going to speak in the second person and connect individually with me. That's cool and you're you're going to thank your teammates, but you're going to thank your competitors. I want to th- I mean, I don't know, man. I want to thank the people whose hearts I crushed, whose dreams I destroyed. It just f- might be a little 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 a little too snarky here, a little too unfair. If you're asking me, the guy who loves to have snark, um I'd say yes. I I too much. All right. It's 50, I'm just grappling with it. It's 53 seconds. It's quick. There's some humanity to it. He didn't mention anybody specifically. Just thanked everybody. Good. Just make sure. I loved all it. I need is you need to be retired. Make this one last. That's if all I care you, about. Lo, lo, I mean, I'm, I'm happy with the guy. I'm just trying to. We did. We did just go through this. Exactly a year ago. ago. Oh, it was a year ago. It was a, last February 1st. He did the same thing. The exact same day? Exact same date. Yeah, I believe it was the day after the conference championship games last year. So today it's got a couple of days in between, but it was February 1st of 2022. How do you think he'll retire next year on February 1st? (laughs) I mean, all right, he's gone. I got too many mean things. No, I'm not being mean. I'm just just processing. Can you be, you don't like Tom Brady. I've been one over. Are you, are you kind of happy that he's not, that he's not going to embarrass himself on the football field because that that felt like the inevitable outcome if he didn't if he didn't leave soon enough. Yes, I, I, to I mean actual now. humiliation. Yeah. Tom, are you wearing a TB whatever shirt? Is that why you're wearing a really tight white like bod, bod flex shirt? Is this? A, did you kind of know this morning? I'm not. Did you wake up. I'm not cool enough to have the TB12 gear. Uh, this is probably an old navy thermal, which I did like before today. Before your criticism of it, but no. No, no TV I like it. Looks good. Um, on top of Brady leaving, we have all of this coaching news, and we'll get into Sean Payton. I will at the top of the next hour. A part of me thinks that D'Amico Ryan's took the markedly better job, and, it, and I already think that. A part of me thinks that the Texans might have made the better hire. I know that there are so D'Amico Ryan's offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, excuse me, for the Niners is now the head coach of the Texans. I believe under a six-year deal. 
and Sean Payton, after that got announced, that is the timing, slots in as the head coach of a Denver Broncos team, that is far from an easy job. You are not going to, in Denver, be able to move on from Russell Wilson. You fix him or you fail. That's it. You fix him or you fail in that job, whatever else is going on. For the Texans, you've got presumably the top pick, top quarterback in the draft. You have the number two pick. We, we don't think the Bears will take a QB. We'll see what happens with that situation. You've got a ton of ton of cap space. You have a ton of assets. And there are conflicting reports. I believe Ian Rappaport reported, I believe it was, it was Rappaport who reported, that the Broncos wanted D'Amico Ryans. They were in competition with the Texans. That would mean they wanted him over, obviously, Sean Payton. And that when Sean Payton, or excuse me, when Ryans got hired by the Texans, then, according to Ian Rappaport, then the Denver Broncos went with their backup, Sean Payton. Uh, Adam Schefter countered with a, it, it was just it was just the timing of it. But it does lend itself to wondering whether or not there should be, I think, some healthy skepticism about Sean Payton. I, I know the guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. I know he's won a Super Bowl. I know he's well-regarded. I've seen all the tweets out there. I know he's a culture changer. Maybe, okay, it's a lot easier to quote-unquote be a culture changer and be successful when you have one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the sport. That is what Drew Brees was. Every ounce of success Sean Payton had as a head coach came with Drew Brees at the helm. Maybe it's an unfair comparison, but there was a time when people celebrated Mike McCarthy pretty aggressively when he had Aaron Rodgers and, 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 and had some success on that level. Do either of you want to tiptoe with me across the line of maybe D'Amico? I don't know much about D'Amico Ryan as a head coach. You could go either way. Obviously, people in the NFL high, hold him in high regard. I'm excited to see what he can do, and I'm 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 skeptical that Sean Payton's going to be successful. Yeah, I mean, when you counter in that the Houston Texans didn't have to give up any draft picks, the Houston Texans aren't going to have to make D'Amico Ryan's one of the highest paid head coaches in the NFL. When you factor in that Sean Payton has his work cut out for him that we were saying last year Russell Wilson was washed. I mean, the Denver Broncos were a bad football team last year. Let's not forget that. Like, I think when you factor everything in, you can make the argument, yes, D'Amico Ryans is an unknown as a head coach. Very successful in San Francisco as a, as a D.C. They have a very talented, uh, you know, laden roster on defense there. Probably not the hardest job in the NFL. I think there's the case there that one, D'Amico Ryans took the better job, and two, D'Amico Ryans was the better hire. And let me just give you the price that Denver has paid for the Peyton-Wilson combo. And again, I'm not saying Sean Payton's going to fail, but everybody, myself certainly included, thought Russell Wilson was going to be amazing in Denver because he was amazing in Seattle. But especially in the NFL, past results do not guarantee future success. So there's certainly a, a, there's a world where Sean Payton, without a top what was Drew Brees every single year of his career? Five quarterback is going to struggle. They gave up for those for these for both for both Sean Payton and Russell Wilson combined. The Broncos have given up seven draft picks, including three first rounders and three second rounders, a hundred and sixty-one million in guaranteed money to the quarterback in this equation, and Sean Payton's reportedly going to make around twenty million a year. That has not been confirmed, but that is the reporting that is out there. It's a lot. It's a lot to give up. Hope it works. the take of the year. I, I love it. <laughs> That's a lot. Hope it works, Denver. Best of luck. No, I'm Tom DeCelestino. When you're when you're asking, is it a better hire than D'Amico Ryan's in Houston? Like, there's not, you know, he got a six-year deal, but let's be honest, why he was asking for a six-year deal, Houston, their last two coaches were one and done. 
So, like, it makes sense. If I'm going to take this job, which is, which, make no mistake about it, is a rebuild, you've got to have some sort of security blanket there. But yeah, at least be Matt Rule. If you're going to get got, get paid uh, on the way out. I just, I, here's the thing, and I want to do this in more depth in 30 minutes, but Sean Payton is going to have to be everything that his resume and his his believers say that he is, and maybe a little more to be successful in Denver. Because you've got to build a winning football team with a quarterback who looks physically washed, who has clearly lost the locker room, and, and who, who has a lot of years left on that contract. Do you guys really think Sean Payton's going to be able to fix Russell Wilson? I don't. I mean, I think he can make him better than he was this past season, but not that much better because the physical stuff Sean Payton can't fix. Like, he can make, he can put Russell in a better situation. He can garner an offense that fits what he's capable of doing better, possibly. They're obviously going to, you'd think, you know, bring more people in around Russell Wilson. But at some point, it comes down to Russell being older and a little bit slower, and therefore his lack of height starts to matter more. And Sean Payton can't fix all of that stuff completely. You can scheme for some of those things. But we're, he's not going to take Russell Wilson back to peak Russell Wilson, I don't think. What is the evidence to suggest that that um, that Sean Payton isn't the Doc Rivers of the NFL? He only won one. He certainly had opportunities and should have gone further multiple times. And I know there were some bad calls and some bad luck in there. He leaned heavily on the success, the talent of Drew Brees. I just... I think people, maybe he's an amazing coach. Maybe he's remarkable. But how many coaches have left or been left by their all-time great quarterback and still been incredibly successful? Bill Walsh? I mean, I got there's one. Who, who else do we have? Who else is out there? I mean, is Andy Reid on the conversation? I don't, because he didn't, he never won one with the Eagles. Maybe. Well, but he changed teams. So, like, like the dynamic changed around him. Um, but I'm just saying, how many guys have left their to have changed teams that are all-time great coaches, and therefore left their quarterback or had their quarterback leave them, and and, and been able to replicate that success? Well, I would think the, the the real question is how many guys got a second elite quarterback? Like Bill Walsh is your answer because they went from Montana to Steve Young in his own organization that he made the call on properly, right? right? So, like it was the right. backup. Yeah. So I hear Sean Payton making the call on Russell Wilson, thinking that he can fix Russell Wilson. You know, I, we don't know what Bill Belichick's going to be because it seems like right now they made a mistake on Mac Jones. Yeah. So I, I and not having an offensive coordinator to help the guy develop. Yeah. So it feels I mean, like that's a Bill Belichick decision. Yeah. So it feels like though chicken or the egg, like which came first? Like everyone's going to. Be I don't worse. think so. I, I mean, I think Sean Payton's as much a free agent as anybody, and he made the choice that he made. He could have waited, and if he couldn't get the job that he wanted because people around the NFL have this skepticism too, that's a part of the equation. Right, but like my point is also, in his defense, how many people would have kept the same level of success downgrading from Drew Brees? Who would you? Who that's would, what I mean. But that's, but that's what I'm saying. Like, so is, is that Sean Payton's fault, or is that just reality? Well, if it's reality, if Sean Payton wasn't part of the magic elixir, the ingredients, if he wasn't a significant part, then I'm just saying if he's just another guy, why pay him $20 million and give up what you have to give up? Exactly. Like, Sean Payton is being is being heralded as some super solution. And to your point, maybe he's just the guy that, you know, impressive guy, good guy who got to coach Drew Brees. 
Yeah, I mean, everyone's going to be better with Drew Brees or Peyton Manning. Right, it's a matter of degrees. And is the degree to which Sean Payton was better than other guys would have had Drew Brees enough to bridge the gap from what we saw from Russell Wilson last season to what they need to be to be worth the investment they've made in him? And my answer is probably not. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's a, you're paying a lot for almost any head coach. Like, peak Belichick basically is a blank check guy. But 20 mil a year and a first-round pick. That's a lot. Of, that's a that's lot, lot for Sean Payton when Russell Wilson is possibly going to hamstring the whole thing. So it turns out it turns out Pete Carroll's pretty good at his job. Turns out you can just hand Pete Carroll yeah. a sack of potatoes and he's going to he's going to have a run ironically. We're going to find out whether Sean Payton is at that level or not. It's an unanswerable question until we see him with another quarterback. I mean, and I guess the same is true for Mike Tomlin, who I would hire in a second post Ben Roethlisberger. What are they going to do with Kenny Pickett? That's true. I love Tomlin too, but that that that's true. I mean, it's easy to. Oh, go ahead, Tom. I was just going to say, look at Mike McCarthy. Won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers. Was propped up to be this great head coach, and you know, probably deserves some of that. But he's had back-to-back twelve-win seasons in Dallas, but has struggled in the playoffs. You're saying that he's a bum. I'm saying he's not as good as he was when he had Aaron Rodgers. Look at John Gruden. Caught, you know, caught lightning in a bottle. Was a celebrated TV supposed quarterback guru. Comes back. It was a disaster with the Raiders. Their decision-making was a disaster. It's just, it's amazing how hard it is to succeed in, in a business like the NFL. But if you get some of that success, even if it's a byproduct of somebody else, that shine can carry you a really, really long way. And I, I, I'm i highly skeptical that Sean Payton is going to be successful in Denver. And if he's not, what a colossal illusion he turned out to be in terms of the guy that can go in for $20 million a year and having to give up draft picks and get the guy. I mean, it's just, it's a hu- it's just it feels like a huge risk to me. I honestly don't know why he took the job because of that risk. Well, maybe he found out what Tom Brady found out. Maybe he found out that the market for him was not as robust as he as he thought it was going to be. There also wasn't this rule that, that Sean Payton had to take a job this season. He could have waited yeah. it out. Hadn't he just started at Fox Sports? I can't even keep track of the revolving door of, of, of crap. That yeah, he was there for one season. Right. Right. Who's better uh, on the air, Sean Payton or Tony Romo? You guys, I won't tell anybody. I'll say it. Go ahead. I enjoy- I've never liked Tony Romo on the air. So I've enjoyed Sean Payton in studio. Now, it's two different things. Sean Payton was in studio. Tony Romo was obviously in the booth calling games. I enjoyed Sean Payton. I thought he did a nice job. He's obviously a smart football mind. I liked what he did at Fox this season. Are you waiting for me? I, I, I think I saw Sean Payton a total of 39 seconds. I love that. Um, Aaron Rodgers is in a really good headspace. He's, he's, um, he's super confident. He's not wondering if somebody's talking behind his back. He's not put out that the the Packers refuse to run every decision that they would even think by him first. And we're going to just get into the the remarkable equilibrium emotionally of Aaron Rodgers not being a control freak. That's all sarcasm, by the way. After we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, Tom. So you can bet, because you can bet on everything, you can place a wager on whether or not Tom Brady will unretire for next season. That he will unretire is plus 900. That's 9 to 1. That he will stay retired this second time is minus 2,000 or 1 to 20. To me, it feels like this is just like off. I don't even think it's Vegas. It's, it's offshore book uh, bookmakers just making free money. People are like, I think he might number. I'm going to bet it because it's good odds. Just taking the free money. If any, he's there's right. It feels like there's zero chance he's coming back. This one is for good. You will not see Tom Brady playing in the NFL again. He would be. I don't know what would be more painful. What would physically happen to him? Or just the reaction of people if the guy did it for a third time. Can't. You can't. I mean, I, the Brett Favre one I think was much more obnoxious than the Tom Brady and retire, because Favre held the Packers hostage, and potentially didn't work out this way, but certainly could have if the guy wasn't mentally tough, as tough as he was, could have strangled, or or at least tripped up the development of the backup. And Aaron Rodgers, who became obviously the quarterback, and became the star, and so it's I guess with some irony, but but maybe that's just the way competitors are built. That Aaron Rodgers not only can't let go, I don't even mean he should retire. I mean his need to control everything. He held the Packers hostage last time around. He made it sound like he might leave or do Jeopardy or whatever he was going to do. He got an extension, even though. His age suggests that maybe that wasn't the right decision. He's going to make, as part of that hostage holding, $60 million next year if he stays on the roster. And on the Pat McAfee show, his safe space where he goes and he gets frustrated, to me at least, Tom, we'll hear it and we can we can chop it up. Aaron Rodgers sounds put out that the Packers brass would have the goal to contemplate bettering their football team without his permission. It sounds like there's already conversations going on that aren't involving me, which are interesting. Um, you know, honestly, I've been insulated to a lot of that. So 
uh, I'm not a part of those conversations right now. When I make up my mind one way or another, then uh, you guys and Packers, not in that order, but and everybody else will uh, will know at some point. I just I get it. I mean, I understand he has a contract. I understand he has a lot of leverage and power. I understand that he can make life really hard for the Packers if they want to move on by him saying, "No, I'm good. I'm going to play and make my money and bench me. Good luck." I understand that's all true, and I am well aware that of anyone that's comfortable pulling that move, and maybe even enjoying that move at Aaron Rodgers. My thing, Tom, is why does he need to say it? And this, we went through this last year. Was it last year with, with the the same shenanigans? You can say it; it can be true. You don't need to say it publicly. You don't have to publicly humiliate or challenge your organization. Aaron Rodgers can call up. Anybody in the Packers front office, Gutenkins included, and be like, hey, man, I ain't going, and you need, unless I want to go. When I decide, I'll tell you, and you need to include me in these conversations if you want this to go smoothly. You want to move on, okay, but we should be. Man up and have the conversation, man. Why are we doing this through the Pat McAfee show again? I think it's pretty simple here. I think. Aaron Rodgers wants it to be known to everyone, to everyone, whether NFL front offices, NFL fans, Packer fans, that he feels he has the clout where he needs to be taken care of first and foremost. You want to trade me? Trade me. But I'm not going anywhere. I don't want to go. I'm not taking a penny less than I want to take. That's how it's going to go. The other thing, and I don't know this, but the other thing that happens a lot is that players use their agents for plausible deniability. You're not technically lying. I haven't talked to anyone, but your agent has, wink, wink. I wouldn't be surprised if the Packers brass are sitting in Green Bay, Wisconsin, where apparently it was in the negative 30s wind chill the other day, just freezing their whatever off and just like, is this guy for real? Like, his agent told us to reach out to the Jets and I was complaining about it. Wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me. And the thing about Aaron Rodgers is that I don't think the juice is worth the squeeze anymore. It's not the Tom Brady thing. It's not the same level of deterioration. But Aaron Rodgers had everything that he wanted this past year. And let's not forget that when Devontae Adams went to the Raiders, it's because the guy wanted to get paid. The guy wanted to get paid. And what did we say on this show? And what was the obvious take? Aaron Rodgers certainly could have facilitated that guy getting the money if Aaron Rodgers had taken a whole lot less money. Aaron Rodgers certainly doesn't need to do that, but there is a cap in the National Football League. There are decisions that have to be made. And by I mean, Aaron Rodgers used his leverage to get Aaron Rodgers paid. And then you're going to complain you don't have the resources? They don't have a magic football wand. I don't think that exists. Let's get Harry Potter in here and get us some receivers. It doesn't work that way. He complains about scenarios that he forces on his team. It is so Brett Favre-like that it's it's it, it's pretty it's pretty hard to root for the guy. It's pretty hard, and maybe he's a super sweet guy. Maybe he's a really nice, charming guy, and you know he'd be fun to have a beer with. And hang, I don't know. I don't know the guy. I was at a party with him once, though. Didn't go up and talk to him. Doing this the way that he's doing it, and the way he's gone about it last off season, and now the way, even though he told us after this season ended a disappointment, losing to the Lions at home, he was not going to hold the Packers hostage this time around. Does this make the process even harder if you're the Packers front office to get? If say say they do want to move on from him, trade him to the Jets, trade him wherever. Does this make it harder? I mean, I think it's going to be hard. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be hard. I think he's going to make it hard either way. Because once he decides to go to, let's say, the Jets, it's about the Jets, and it's about Aaron Rodgers, and he doesn't care what the Packers want in return. So I think they have very little leverage. Here's the other thing, and I recognize this could be untrue. I don't think 
and I know the Jets have a really talented roster, and there's a lot about that football team to like, and you put in a quarterback. I don't think that is a top – what do you think, Tom? I don't think it's a top four team in, in the AFC next year. Do you? No, I think it's a very talented team, but to your point – Top five? Yeah, because of all the other talented teams in the AFC. Right. Chiefs, Bengals. I mean, Bills, you got to throw the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. I'll put the Dolphins ahead of them. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Rodgers elevates them to that level. And I'm just going to throw the Jaguars out again. Like, not, I'm just, that's a level that I think is really interesting. It's really, really interesting. I'm just kind of. Look, Aaron Rodgers is really good, and he's obviously an all time great. But the, the notion. You know what he's not? And he's never been. He's not Tom Brady. His mere presence has never made teams a champion. Because he's only won one. That was a really, really long time ago, Tom. That was a long time ago, man. And it's been a disappointment ever since that. He hasn't even gotten back to it. Like, you know, like, looking back on Aaron Rodgers' career, if he only gets one, like, let's be clear, that's a a huge disappointment. I'm just, I am am extraordinarily over the constant harping at the organization that has made him generationally wealthy. The guy is so rich, and he's earned every dollar. He's an incredible, incredible player. But this is a dude who does nothing but be passive-aggressive and be frustrated and make life difficult for the organization that's trying to win for and with him. It is not easy to win in the National Football League without a quarterback, and it's not easy to win if you have to pay a quarterback a whole bunch of money. It is this catch-22 you have to navigate. And the guy could just let up a little bit. Give me a break. All right. Uh, We're going to keep it rolling, keep it running. No guests today. Sean Payton's going to Sean Payton's not going to join us. We're going to get into Sean Payton, what all that means in a moment here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.